is so retrograde. Is it ever? Holy moly. How are we doing with this one? Gotta be honest with you, I thought I was doing great, was real strapped in, and then today things got a little topsy-turvy. And like what? Did we forget to introduce ourselves? Forgot to introduce ourselves. That's uh, at <laughs> the top of our list of things that are not going correctly. I'm Elizabeth Cott. Hello, I'm Stephanie Sambari. This is That's So Retrograde. It's good to be here. It's a podcast n- not about retrograde, but we talk about it during the retrogrades. And like, just we just happen to be in a time right now where everything is quite retrograde. But you guys know that. Here's the way I'm feeling it. I'll break it down for break you. Break it. I down. feel like the things that I've started to establish as routine and ritual mm-hmm. are desperately holding on yeah. to themselves. And everything schedule-wise, like, seems like it's going to be okay. And then I feel like I don't have enough time for anything. Uh-huh. And then I feel really overwhelmed when I just have, like, a regular day. And, like, this morning I didn't get to do my rituals. I didn't get to do my gratitudes because I had too much happening. And I feel like that's the only thing holding me together. I feel you. I feel I'm sensing, and I think I said this last week, everyone around me is having, like, intense, intensual retrogrades. Intensual? Intensual. Oh. Like, sexual, but it? intense. Okay. No, it's not. I don't okay, know. We're not just gonna, trying something. We're going to edit that try out. Stuff. No, no. Let's keep it. It's good to try stuff. But then once intensual, you try it. Intensual? You got to be. Do you see what I mean? You got just, I think the word's intense. Yeah, but I was trying to emphasize it. Like. Like, in, like more intense. So it's like a, it's like fucking you with intensity. Yeah. Sure. Got Thank it. You. We found it. We found it. Yeah. Anyway, and then <laughs> I was like having some, like, obviously, because everybody we know texts us and is like, what is going on with the planets? What's going on with retrograde? And then everybody's telling me about like their retrograde esque experiences. And I was like, I'm kind of, I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling great. And then I was, I've been planning this dance class for my birthday. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I sent the, hit the invite, to invite all of our girlfriends to this private dance class that I'm really excited about. The studio uh, messaged me and they were like, um, the space is no longer available. Like, I think in completely synchronistic time to me pressing send on inviting everybody, yeah. they emailed me. It was yeah. pretty funny. Well, we'll be there next weekend, dude. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. I'm really excited for today's guest. Me too. I feel like she's going to shine a light on certain ways in which we can harness our own personal power and organize and collect ourselves during right. retrograde it's and during spring. the season. Yeah. People do a thing called spring cleaning. So we thought, okay, let's bring an expert in who can help us like clean, m- practically clear our spaces. We've talked about smudging and clearing our spaces before, but like it's a really good opportunity for a refresher. Mm-hmm. And I also love her practical, fashion-minded spin on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her name is Colleen McCann. She goes by Style Rituals is the name of her business. She does a bunch of things with Goop and Vogue and all of that, but you and I both had the opportunity to get readings with her. Very dope. It was so unique and specific. She works with cards and crystals and our guides and does kind of this whole fabulous moon chart to go along with it, bringing in a Chinese wisdom and shamanic wisdom, and it's like this really cool hybrid of yeah. these different practices. And so we wanted to have her on to talk about cleaning our lives, our style, all of those things. But also, I think we could probably do multiple episodes. Definitely, this is just the first of many. So let's introduce her. Yeah, we've got fashion stylist turned shaman. You don't hear that every day. You don't hear that every day. No. A special combination. It is. And we're so lucky to have her. Colleen McCann of Style Rituals. AKA Style Rituals. Welcome to the show. 
Thanks, ladies. Nice to be here. Of course. <laughs> you specialize in intuitive crystal readings, shamanic healings, space clearing, and balancing, and are a spiritual influencer in the fashion and beauty industry. I mean, holy moly. Sign me up for all of those. Yeah. Love it. We're on your train. We're, we're on board. <laughs> Let's get out of this place. We had the pleasure of meeting up with you at Moon Juice a couple months ago. We got to hear your very unique, very fascinating story of what led you from the fashion world into shamanism. And then <laughs> we both had the pleasure of getting readings with you a couple weeks ago. Yes. And so cool. It was the most unique, most spot on reading I've had. Oh, thank which you. Which was really exciting because, um, you know, Steph and I are really into this stuff. We really explore all types of readings and yours was just like grounded and cool and fun and accurate and and I only cried once yeah I only cried twice oh it's perfect <laughs> so it's all good it's like crying she's like everybody cries in here don't actually you worry. everybody does cry with me when they come to a session well it's what because they're like is? waiting to release yeah absolutely they're definitely they're they came in there to let go of something and they let go with me yeah what's that feel like as soon as you sit down and someone's just like anything that you need to let go of it's like thank you so much the world doesn't let me let go of this stuff what does it feel like with the crying consistent um i mean (laughs) the consistent crying that's what i was what does it feel like to cry I mean, I think I'm I'm used to it now. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a little jarring at first, um, but you know I still have to have good boundaries, good energetic boundaries yeah. when people you know come in and sit two feet from me and you know start to to cry and um, release everything that's kind of on their mind. It's intense. Right. It can you get intense. You do hold space in a really really nice way. So thank you. I, that's probably why you're so good at what you do, amongst other things. And then there's the whole like seeing our spirit guides and all of that. And getting yeah, those messages. So why don't you talk to us quickly about how does one become a shaman? <laughs> how did you discover or when that this was your path? Because you came from fashion. I did. I came from 15 years of working as a designer and stylist in New York City. And I'll say, yeah, (laughs) Um, in general, you know, everybody has their their own own path to becoming a shaman. But mine, um, I was actually seven years ago in a bodega in the middle of the night and I started hearing voices. I had gone in to get my favorite sandwich and heard this man say there's going to be a fight about bananas and the person will be 32 cents short and I spun around and nobody was there and immediately after this a guy comes in to up to the clerk and slams these bananas down on the counter and the whole thing happened right in front of me and I said awesome (laughs) I not only need sleep but now I need lithium yeah (laughs) You're like noted. Okay, <laughs> so that happened, and that was that. Did you give isolated? the guy thirty two cents? No, <laughs> no, man. I ran out of there. Yeah, I ran away. Yeah, <laughs> as you would. So then, did the voices start happening more in succession? Yeah. So um, that same voice came back to me. I was I was at the corner of Forty Six and Fifth, coming from a, a beauty client. And I was walking in time with this biker that was, you know, holding his bike in the hand. And we were, we were going to cross Fifth Avenue together in time. And um, this voice says, stop, 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 stop. Go left, you know, instead of straight. And 
like an asshole. You know, every New Yorker hates this. Like, I literally stopped, and all these people lurched behind me to walk forward. And as the guy walked forward, he got hit by a car. Mm. And because of the side I was standing on, I would have been the one that got clipped. So at that point, I knew that voice that I was hearing was obviously here to help me and protect me. Besides hearing voices, um, I started having premonition dreams on a regular basis. Ghosts would come into my bedroom and wake me up and talk to me at night. I had random, you know, street weirdos from New York coming up to me, telling me I was a healer. They could see my aura. I was psychic. I needed to get help and get trained. Because, you know, I, I was a shaman, I heard that, you know, and of course I was completely running away from this because I was like, no, no, I work in fashion. But there's no reasonable explanation for that. Like, for you to be like, no, I can't. It's like, where are you going to go? Yeah, that was the thing. I, I didn't know where to go. I was, I was scared out of my mind. I had, you know, no background with anything from the woo-woo juju community because I, you know, I grew up in the Midwest, Irish Catholic, like that was not part of my curriculum when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually stopped at a psychic's office with a list of all the reasons that I was crazy and thought maybe he could help me out. And he opens the door and he said, oh, honey, you're not crazy. You're psychic. Aww. So that was what explained a few things at first. He gave me some books to read. He told me I needed to get a mentor. I mean, again, it wasn't clear when I walked out of there. I was even more overwhelmed, but it also explained why I won the state lottery when I was nine years old. Whoa. Shut up. I did. How much did you win? Well, that's the thing people always ask. It was in the 80s, right? So it was like, (laughs) A whole bunch of people had actually won on, it was the three number. It wasn't like the mega million or anything, but my parents, I think it was like two or $3,000. So they got a sweet camcorder. <laughs> That's so cute. So yeah, that was, that was the, um, the gift from the win. But, you know, everything just kind of silenced and, um, it didn't really pop up again until my late 20s, and that's when the volume got turned way up. But, you know, the psychic telling me um, that I was psychic, it, I was like, oh, that explains a few things about when I was a child, and that made sense. Mm. Um, so then I, I went on this, you know, down the crystal-laden rabbit hole of uh, being an intuitive and going to shaman school and... I became a Reiki master all within the last seven years. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Wow. What a journey. And now you're here. And now you're it here. was all That's... leading you to that so retrograde. <laughs> this is the ultimate the purpose. The crystal-laden path. Yeah. That's so retrograde. <laughs> That's so true. Okay, so Great. with with this fashion background into shamanism, which is so incredible. I love it so much. Um, you You've been able to not only do a really unique stylized reading, but also kind of taking your fashion background and incorporating that into readings when it comes to energetic space clearing and closet clearing. Yes. Can we talk about that? Because I've not seen this done anywhere else. Yes, I think I'm the only one. Um, Well, I always tell people I align the energetic and the visual. Um, You know, we pay so much attention to our mental, physical, and emotional, right? We're like eating the right foods and taking vitamins and going to yoga and doing all these things. But, you know, the fourth component to all that is the energetic or the spiritual, which a lot of people don't pay attention to. So I kind of address both. Um, And one way I do that is 
through the closet cleanse. Um, and what that is is basically I fling the doors of a closet open, and it, it is like a giant tarot reading waiting to happen. Um, because I can, you know, I normally use when I'm doing readings, cards and crystals, as both of you girls know. Um, but I really can just look at anything and hear messages. So, you know, looking at a stack of tarot cards is the same, same as looking as a stack of jeans for me. And I just start mm. to hear messages. There's certain pieces I pick up on, you know, I pull this t-shirt out and I'm like, what's going on with this? You know? here come the tears. We talked about tears. Mm -hmm. And she's like, that's my ex-boyfriend's. And, you know, she's telling me she can't get over him. And I'm like, but you're like sleeping in his t-shirt and working out in it. Like, let's go take this out on the porch and burn it. Yeah. (laughs) Like we need to release that energy because this is not serving your highest and greatest good. Um, So during a closet cleanse, um, we'll do traditional things. Like, you know, if somebody wants to talk about what's best for their body type or, you know, they're switching careers, you know, typical fashion stylist stuff. Um, But I also talk about, you know, maybe in fashion you talk about like what colors are great for your skin or your eye color or your hair, right? But I talk about power color. So I actually will ask my guides what the power color is that this person should wear. And that's when they're, you know, going to interviews, going to a wedding, they're in a boardroom talking, any area in their life because that's the color that they most highly radiate with. Um, So that's something we'd work on. We actually would use sage or palo santo and literally clean out the closet. Um, but I really look at using fashion with what I do in a way because every woman resonates with fashion. Every woman wants to look good. And, you know, if them kind of signing up for something that sounds very fashion oriented allows them to be comfortable to sit with me, to hear what their guides are telling them and to be open to healing, then so be it. Right. It's, it's just another conduit for healing, but it comes in a pretty sparkly package. And I love that it puts it puts something physical forward instead of like not many people, not everyone wants to lead with like their heart or their emotional state, but like everyone's fine to get rid of a few items of clothes, I feel. Totally. I mean, the hardest thing to do is actually sit and look at yourself, right? Yeah. yeah. How can we, um, how can people... If they can't get a session with you, do this on their own. Sure. Because I, I feel like for myself, at least when I'm going to throw things away, as I set the intention, then I immediately am like suddenly find myself emotionally attached to things that like I didn't even know I had a relationship with. Absolutely. And I'm like, well, I can't. And I'll put it aside and then I'll put it in a bag and then it'll just be in my car for six months. Yeah. And you should see my trunk. My mom held on to not only a majority of her clothing, but her mother's and her mom's sister's. And so I've inherited a lot of that, and I've reworked a lot of those garments, and they're great, but I don't, like, I, they kind of had their moment, yeah. and now I don't really know what to do with it beyond yeah. this point. But think about how many, you know, other people's stories you're holding on to in your, in your closet, so to oh, say, yeah. you know? So what's the remedy for that? Okay, so the remedy for that, um, immediately you want to use sage or palo santo to clear off whenever anybody gives you anything or if you're a big vintage buyer. um, I mean, you don't know where that vintage t-shirt has been, Mm -hmm. right? So you need to to clear it off, neutralize it, you know, wash it and then energetically neutralize it too. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, that's a very, very good step. But those, you know, those pieces that maybe it's like, you know, 
they've come from somewhere in the family and you it's almost like maybe even like guilt that you're holding on to it because you just don't want to give it away right um or there's trauma around the piece like we keep talking about like an ex-boyfriend's t-shirt that you're sleeping in or something like that stuff has to go um you know and depending on the level of trauma right we want to release it so maybe that means it, it goes to the thrift store and has new life with somebody else or I will literally go on the back porch and start a shamanic bonfire and we yes. will burn shit. That's I have a couple of boxer shorts that need to be burned. <laughs> so for so, sure. <laughs> so let's see. We're so we can um, light things on fire. Mm-hmm. That's one way to um, But outside anybody. in a safe way. <laughs> um, and again, whether you're saging your entire space or your closet. Um, I always like to say to have an exit strategy, mm-hmm. the bad energy needs somewhere to go, right? right. So you're going to open doors or windows so that the energy can get out. And what I always ask my clients to say is any energy that is not mine or of my highest and greatest good, get the fuck out with love, but it's time to go. You are not welcome to stay here. Please leave through the, the door or window. Um, so, you know, really actually taking a commanding position in the situation and asking it to leave, Mm. whatever it might be, um, is a good way to do it. We can also completely load up your house or your closet with crystals, my favorite. (laughs) Um, Selenite's a really good one to keep in spaces or closets. That is the colonic of the crystal world. Why? Because it basically kind of sucks all the bad stuff out of a space. Mm. It also is a self-clearing crystal, so you kind of never have to touch it. You could, like, stick it in the back of the closet and just leave it there. Um, I think, you know, depending on kind of what you're working on in life, but let's say you're really focused on career and iron pyrite is a high, the high manifester or citrine is the stone of business, like perhaps putting all your work clothes in a, you know, a certain area in the closet and then keeping those crystals near those items and maybe buy your lingerie. You want to keep rose quartz because that's for self-love and love of others and romance. Um, So you can use crystals in different ways in your closet. Oh, and actually, you know, you really want to get, you know, spaces where energy can be held. So in a way, like open all the shoe boxes, open all the drawers, um, anywhere like under the bed, um, under couches, anywhere that energy can kind of hide. Doorways and windowsills also included. Um, You really want to sage those areas extra and make sure that you get them, even the oven. Mm. How often is like a good saging Mm, needed? Okay, so you'll hear the fashion stylist and me come out at least once a season. (laughs) You need to to kind of clear your space and clear your closet. I mean, you're you're switching your clothes for different seasons or maybe getting rid of things that you're not wearing anymore anyways, so you might as well do it from an energetic perspective while you're doing it from a physical way. So, okay, it's spring now, Mm -hmm. and are we – I've never really been good at cleaning (laughs) – Especially closet clearing. So it's like you have your winter items and you put them somewhere else. Like what are we – how are we doing this? What's the organizational strategy? Well, I mean, you know, we're all snowflakes and everybody's closet is different. Right. Um, But I think – 
yeah, I mean, you could definitely put all the winter sweaters away, even sage them before you do that. And if they go in one of those under the bed boxes or in, you know, some type of storage thing in the closet and then you're pulling everything else out and maybe, you know, it's just sage, kind of just sage everything a little bit because you're, you know, you're making a transition. Mm -hmm. And if your T-shirts have been in a box all winter, you know, again, it's a box like energy can can stick in there and you need to get it out. Mm -hmm. Sticky energy on the Sticky. clothes. All I was thinking is how badly I need to do this and also clean my trunk. Yeah, the whole... Yeah, um, this applies to cars, too. Yeah, cars in L.A. <laughs> are... It's such a real thing. It becomes, like, your third closet. Yeah. And it's a nightmare. It's your mobile closet. Yeah, it's terrible. Mm -hmm. Is there a energetically a good place to store off-season clothing? Because, like, for instance in a feng shui ideology you're not supposed to put anything under your bed totally yeah and I mean you know I agree with that like I don't keep clothes under my bed either but if you don't have space right. like and you have to do this again I'm probably going to shove like big blocks of selenite under someone's bed if they're also keeping stuff anything because it's not even um, just about clothes like you know old pictures or anything that you could kind of have under your bed, right? In theory, yeah. The energy's supposed to flow and mm -hmm. nothing's supposed to be there, but that's in a perfect world. And right, and like New York not apartments. Where we live. No, like you've got shoes in your, in your oven <laughs> and every other place because that's also used as a closet, right? <laughs> for some people, for Carrie Bradshaw fans. Totally. <laughs> I've never met anyone with shoes in their oven. Michael Patrick King. <laughs> Sorry, guy. Sorry. <laughs> That's too far for me. Um, okay, so the saging, that makes perfect sense. So seasonally, we're saging our stuff. We're being mindful of fire by knitwear, obviously. <laughs> um, what else? Um, well, we covered crystals. Right. I love the selenite idea in yeah. the closet. I think that that is going to happen yeah. immediately for me. My closet is loaded up with selenite. And you can even get pieces that are like as big as firewood. So Ooh. I've seen those. They're so amazing. Yeah, they're amazing. I keep those under my bed. Smart. Just to like neutralize the energy at all times. Absolutely. And you're never having to clear that? No, selenite's uh, one of the few crystals that's self-clearing. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing, like another little tips and tricks, is you can actually take your selenite and like ants on a log, you can line up all your other crystals and it will clear the crystals. So if you don't want to clear crystals with sage or put them in the moonlight or you're worried it's not okay to put them in water, whatever that might be, you can actually use selenite to clear all your other crystals. I've seen that. It looks really cool. Yeah. Wow. I have a selenite on my kitchen window because my psycho neighbor faces that area. And I'm like, you stay away. <laughs> Protect. Is that a proper use for it? Yeah, I think okay. that's, I mean, that, like, amethyst is also good for psycho neighbors. Okay. Um, that's another reason you see amethyst in a crystal store, the big purple geode in the mm. corner, because it's another one that it kind of, you know, uh, kind of keeps more in a in a physical people kind of way it keeps the energy vampires away from you so that's a great stone to wear it's a great stone to keep anywhere in the house it's kind of like a, another one of the like catch-all stones what about other stones for balancing the spatial energy so um i also do feng shui within the shamanic space clearing um, and balancing and I work with the bagua mm -hmm. which means eight sides or eight directions so we're actually looking at someone's bagua chart um, 
you know, you're asking for somebody's birthday. Okay. Yeah. So you want someone's birthday just like you're you're going to get your natal chart read, right? So I have the birthday. I put together the chart. And in everybody's chart, you have a, a love direction, a success direction, health direction, um, and then a weak corner. So I'm actually going to look at where all those directions lie in the house or if we literally just want to do this to the closet um, and balance it out with certain stones. Wait, what's Bagua? Bagua I've never heard of that before. Bagua basically means eight sides or eight directions. Okay, so where you're does it looking come from? From the uh, Chinese tradition. Okay. Yeah. And so, and then do you just learn it from your birthday? I mean, I th- it's, you know, it's like you learn to study astrology the same way you learn to read someone's bagua. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, sure. From Chinese tradition. Like yeah. acupuncture. From Chinese feng shui, yeah. It's like acupuncture, but for your, your house. What's your stance on, on that feng shui tip, what's your stance on mirrors? Well, because I know there's some conflicting energy, in particular, uh, mirrors above heat sources. Mm-hmm. What's your mirrors in bedrooms? Mirrors in bedrooms as well, and then mirrors more than one mirror in a room. Sure. Well, again, this is a, mirrors are a very broad topic because right. you can, you know, if you're looking to even bring, you know energetically light to a space you're trying to bounce one thing from one side of the room because your weak corners over there I mean this is so like it's specific to the person in the home so it's kind Mm -hmm. of it's a little hard for me to answer that unless we're standing in somebody's home yeah okay I was just curious because um I used to have a mirror over my stove Mm -hmm. and I had read through the internet that uh, the the best feng shui source there is out there um, that there's pretty much two schools of thought when it comes to mirrors above heat sources. One mm-hmm. is that it's really good, and the other is that it's really bad, and it's kind of like a di- big divide in the feng shui community. Yes, um, in the tradition I was taught when you know because the doorway the bed and the stove are the three most important places in the home when you're when you're looking at traditional feng shui um putting it's actually that bagua that eight-sided mirror that's the same thing putting that or like a wind chime up above the heat source because the stove is believed to be you know a long time ago right that was that was our survival right that's how we how we made a living the fire so that's why it's still looked at such an important item in the home now so Mm -hmm. in the tradition I was taught like putting a mirror or a wind chime up there above the stove is is a really good thing so again it's like it's 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 divided right (laughs) it was just interesting to me that it's like one or the other yeah, and people are very adamant about one. Yeah, one way of thinking. But I like that it's good. I took it down for a bit because I just wanted to see what, what if it would, what would shift happen? the energy. It it did. It just I mean, spaces just need a refresh, and you just gotta rearrange. I feel like without the mirror, it kind of makes your kitchen like less bright. Yeah, I miss it. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Yeah, mostly okay. I just like to look at myself while I'm yeah. cooking. In your, in your house? I'm domestic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look at me, guys. <laughs> Worthy of stuff. <laughs> So are there any special areas in the house that you'd want to sage or why would we want to do that? Like I've been told corners, I've been told circular and through the door, but like what's your suggestion? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So you definitely want to hit all the 
the corners, windowsills, mm-hmm. under the couch, those types of things. Ooh, under the couch. Under the couch. That's yeah. new info. Oh, no. It's hiding there too. Okay. Under the bed, under the couch, yeah. all over. Um, yeah, but um, I would say that because metal and water are conductors of spirit, oh, right. that you really want to get the faucet... Um, the fridge, anywhere that you're, you know, seeing metal and water. Because um, statistically, when people, if they'd have a, a spiritual experience in the home, it's it's statistically always the bathroom or the kitchen. And think about it; those are the two places that are filled with metal and water mm-hmm. because they're they're conductors of energy or for spirit. So it's it's easy for them to come through. It's also why if you walk into a crystal store and you see. Um, little uh, cups of water. It's just there because, you know, it's for the spirits. It's like Elijah and Passover. (laughs) Totally. Right? But also (laughs) because baths are so relaxing. That's where I have my spiritual experiences. (laughs) It's because I'm chill. Um, Oh, and then also we should talk about high traffic zones on the body and the house. Okay. Um, So, you know, if there's... Places in the house where you spend all your time, that's your high traffic zone, and it's its different for everybody's house, right? Like so, your computer. Like your computer, or if you're somebody that's cooking all the time, or you have, you know, you're writing and you're always sitting at this one corner of the couch, like those are high traffic zones. Um, you really want to get those places extra. Or, you know, you have a rager on Saturday night and there was all these people in your house in the living room, like you want to clear the space out. Um, the same way for people, there's high traffic zones on people. So like for you girls, because you talk all the time, right? Like you really want to sage your throat or if you're a yoga teacher and you constantly have your students hugging you, like you kind of want to get your, your chest, right? Or you're somebody that's constantly shaking hands and you get your hands. So you're actually looking for high traffic zones on the body as well as the home. So saging our throats. Don't eat it, Elizabeth. <laughs> Goes on the outside. Outside? Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. No for ingesting clarifying. sage, putting it anywhere inside your body. Do you like to use any of like the other clearing options in the sage family, like a mirror? Myrrh? Myrrh. Who? Like Palo Santo. Copal. I don't know her. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I actually, some of those ones that are like the really, I mean, they feel like more heavy hitter, like mm-hmm. they have really big smells. Um, I use those more like if I'm doing a moon ceremony or in some kind of shamanic ritual. But for regular stuff in someone's home, no, I just use Sage or Palo Santo. But Keep I do like basic. them. Yeah, they're yeah. all fun. It's like yeah. a whole world. Sometimes frankincense wants to come to the party. Yeah, yeah. frankincense can come. Mur, mirror. Oh my God. Just, you know, sometimes you just see the word in your head and you sound it out as you're saying it out loud. I do that sometimes while we're recording. Only when we're recording. You need to sage that throat, babe. <laughs> sage it up. Most likely. Um, I want to go back to this power color thing because I think that that's really interesting. She just really wants to know her power color. I'm just really interested in this because I'm really a stone tone type of girl, like neutrals, whites, blacks. So is this serving me? Is it not? Those colors can also be people's power colors. It okay. doesn't necessarily have to be... You know, something that's right, like right. fuchsia. Super, yeah, that might not be your power color. I've noticed that you always wear the same nail polish. Is that yours? Um, this is actually not my power color, but this is definitely my signature color. Awesome. It's a bright pink I love and it's it. fab. 
It's so a, good. It's a, that's a it, retrograde pink. It it's is. my calling card. Everybody, you know, always sees like Instagram photos and they're like, I knew it was you. I saw the nails. I saw the nails. So like even yeah. maybe I if love that. So I'm curious as to what our colors might be because maybe it just might be like a nail color. Or like, that we would yeah, need to implement right. yeah. or something like that. Okay. Okay. So... Stephanie. Yes. Are you able to do this and talk into a microphone? I can totally do this. Okay. Um, so it's really interesting, Stephanie, what I was hearing for you is, um, and, you know, we were playing with stones before we started recording, and the bloodstone that you went towards, which for our listeners, bloodstone is actually a deep forest green, not red, which you think it would be, um, a shade that's like a very dark green, like mm. medium to dark greens, my guides are telling me is actually a power color for you and it's something you don't wear very often. Never. Um, but they're saying that's that's your color. So the, that's a color you want to wear when you're getting your picture taken, you're doing an event, you have a meeting. Cool. You have to fucking kick ass as a lady boss. Like you want to wear that color green cool love which is interesting because you gravitated towards that stone as soon as we dumped all the stones out on the table yeah all right i guess bloodstone it is what's bloodstone all about well bloodstone's interesting um you know looking at it uh big picture it's a health stone Mm. you know you think of blood like it's for good for good circulation on a very base level but if somebody's in the hospital um, or, you know, even like you're starting a new training program in the gym, like it's just, it's a, to me, it's around like working out and health and, mm. you know, you always hear if you have good blood, then, you know, everything else kind of falls into place, right? You have good circulation, everything, everything's pumping, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's kind of like a, a stone of health, so to say. I like that I love you. that. Me yeah. too. It's going to look really nice with your eyes too. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sweet. Okay, well, Elizabeth, I asked my guides what your power color is, and um, they were talking to me and saying that anything that feels like an, uh, the purple tones in an amethyst, which is interesting because, you know, when you look at amethyst, um, there's some really, really deep purples up into more like of, you know, li- lilacs and lavenders. I don't see you so much in those really light tones, um, uh, Fashion stylist is peeking in right now. <laughs> You're like, with, don't do that <laughs> with skin tone, but but with with your hair and your eyes, purple. You know, from a practical perspective, also makes sense to me. But they're saying um, that purple is your power color. Ooh, okay. I'd say more like dark to medium purples yeah, for like you. Yeah, like almost maybe like a maroon. Like, like a this vibe? Purple? Yeah, like not Easter bunny purple. No. Or like a this. No. That's more like bread. Although I do rock a lilac nail on occasion. And well, I feel really good about that. Well, there you go. Okay. So you're this already you gravitating in towards a, in it. In a nail color. Yeah. That's a darker purple for those listening. Um, that's really cool. I'm really into that. That's yeah. exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it because it's not what you would think. You guys need to have a power color photo shoot. Yes. Yes. Can okay. I come? Yes. Yeah. Can okay. you style it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, perfect. Perfect. Amazing. <laughs> Done. I would like you to ask you to, because you do this really powerful, really unique reading. Mm-hmm. Um, with how many cards are you pulling from? Okay. How many decks? So, you know, normally when you go and get a tarot reading, um, you know, you have one deck, right? Mm-hmm. And either the client or the reader picks the cards. You you have your reading, you put them back, you leave. I don't work like that. 
Um, so to explain what's going on here, imagine I have about 10 to 20 decks mixed together at all times. So you're seeing, you know, thousands of cards laid out in front of you and there's um, spirit animal cards and mantra cards and traditional Rider weight tarot cards. Um, there's goddess cards and... What I ask of the client is because I'm a very big believer that everybody has the sixth sense. It's just a matter of starting to learn to flex your intuitive muscle that, you know, I'm here to help people do that. So I have the client pick the cards. They could pick one. They could pick 20. I don't care how many they pick, but whatever they pick, they keep. So what happens is, you know, as both you ladies know in a session, um, we ask our guides to come in, and then before we flip any cards, I always have something to say to you, right? And isn't it funny how whatever cards you pick normally have to do with exactly something we talked about before we looked at cards, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. We both have had that experience. Um, so, you know, again, I'm kind of using my, my fashion background when I do my readings because, you know, I used to do trend presentations, right? And we're still looking at pictures and we're creating a visual narrative of what's going on in someone's, you know, past, present or future. Um, so we flip the cards over, right? And I'll start to hear messages. We arrange them a certain way on the board and then we'll incorporate stones. And then, as you both know, um, shamanically, when we want to put energy into something, you actually, you actually blow on it. So myself and the client both blow on the stones, and then I toss them like dice in Vegas over top of the mm -hmm. cards, um, which is actually called geomancy, and it comes from African shamanism, um, to my knowledge. And... We keep reading. And then so what happens is you get to take these cards home. And what I, you know, the mystical homework that I ask my clients is to put them somewhere. You can kind of keep an eye on them. You know what each each card has a has story or has, an, has advice for you. Put it on your altar, your bathroom mirror, um, your journal, in your car, your desk. You know, you don't have to keep them all together, but put them where they go. And once you feel like you've worked through the energy of the card, you, again, get to bury or burn so we can set another fire if we want <laughs> or set to see the cards because what you're doing basically everything starts on an energetic level and um, if you want to move energy you need to move things energetically first before the mental physical and emotional follow right so if you you know imagine yourself as a container there's only so much room in that container so you've got to start to move the old stuff out before new stuff can come in mm. just like with shoes in your closet there's only so much room for shoes. Right. Exactly. So real. You're looking at me so when you, you say get that. Rid of it. <laughs> uh, I might be tuning into something, much. Elizabeth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> too much. Elizabeth's closet is kind of a scary zone. Is it? There's a lot going on. It's reorged. Yeah, there's just a lot of stuff. I mean, I based my first business off of the fact that people had too many things. It's not that it's disorganized. You just have a lot of stuff. Right. Probably from your mom and your grandma and your aunt and yourself. And myself. I mean, that's the four people in one Your entire family's in your closet. closet. You should so, really rethink so this. So real. I know. We got to talk. So what I'm thinking is... <laughs> a different time. A different time. <laughs> outside of this. Um, <laughs> would it, we, we so often hear from our listeners that we end up talking about something that like um, directly relates to like what's going on in their life. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if we could maybe do a pull for our listeners, like a message that's coming through from can, the That's a Retrograde Guides to you 
and then we can definitely do that. Okay. Um, so we could do a couple things here. I can either have you girls pick the card that you're gravitating towards, or we can actually use a pendulum and go over the cards and see what the um, the right card is for all the readers that Let's are listening. Let's do a pendulum. Okay. For sure. Okay. Steph and I don't want responsibility yeah. at all. We want to <laughs> let this to go to a higher purpose. Okay. So everybody person. knows what I'm doing. I'm literally going to ask my spirit guides which card um, holds the message that needs to come forth for the readers and listeners of That's a Retrograde. So let's see. So when it spins clockwise, that's my yes. So I know it's not in this row, right? Because it's turning counter. Is it in this row? No. Okay, so we know it's here. Let me see. Spinning. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, it's kind of intense. Okay. So <laughs> we uh, spirit... <laughs> Myself, Stephanie, and Elizabeth picked a really intense card. Match. Um, <laughs> Makes sense. But I think this is actually going to resonate with everybody. So, so hear me out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paint a picture here. Um, so the card has this girl on it, um, and she, she's kind of sitting on, on top of a, um, a rock-formed staircase looking out into the mountains in the sky, and she has her back to us. And um, she's holding she's holding a giant walking staff, and the title at the bottom says "Suffering in Silence." I'm going to walk everybody through that mm -hmm. on why I think that has meaning, which is actually so interesting considering the name of your podcast is that so retrograde. I'm going to be tying that together, and also. There's a number nine at the top of the card, and when we work with the number nine, it is the number of completion. So in 2016, um, it was a number nine year in numerology, which means things were coming to a close. Um, and I can say myself, my clients, everybody I came in contact with, it's like, you know, people were ending relationships, people were changing jobs, people were, were thinking about getting ready to move, maybe making all these like massive, massive decisions. And, you know, you're doing that because 2017 is a number one year, which symbolizes birth, creativity. So you're going to kind of make all these decisions and then move forward, right? So what happened is we made all these massive decisions. And I have a feeling everybody that's listening is shaking their head yes, <laughs> um, including the people in this room. Um, you made all these massive decisions and now it's like, okay, well, I'm in a place of unknowing, right? And when you're, when you're, you made a massive decision that you're going, kind of going on blind faith, that can actually kind of bring up suffering in a way, right? You're like, did I make the right choice? What's going on? Why the fuck did I move across the country? Why did I break up with that guy? Why did I leave my job? You know, there's still a little bit of, um, you know, wonderment about the whole thing. Mm. And I think also why this card applies to right now with um, the title of the podcast and what's going on <laughs> in the universe, that there's like 
six planets retrograding right now. So people actually are suffering a bit right now because as we all know, right, when a planet retrogrades, it it spins backwards or I more like to think that it hit a brick wall, um, you know, in a good way, right? It's helping us clear things out that don't serve us, right? And making us pay attention to things that aren't working and, you know, that can be really tough. Change is tough. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I'm actually going to interpret this card. Does that make sense to you guys? I love it. Yeah. Even though it's like super intense uh, it's really words like on here. Game of Thrones season seven. T- I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> Khaleesi wore a ponytail. Yeah. If yeah. she was brunette. Totally. But I also <laughs> see it's like look, the, the, in the imagery, it's looking off something really beautiful. Yeah, exactly. It is looking looking to the horizon, to the new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. That's a great reading. Yeah. I hope everyone is sitting in their cars or their desks, like, snapping Suffering along. in silence, but also <laughs> knowing that it's with a lot of other people. With, it actually is with a lot of other people. Um, I can't even tell you how many people I've seen that have been having these issues going on right now. There's There's been... Lots of tears, lots of releasing and mm-hmm. sessions right now, and lots of this idea of like moving forward in blind faith on the changes you just made and to not do it from a fear based place. Your I love knowledge. that. It's, it's phenomenal. It's so cool to be talking to you because it's like I feel like you're a peer, but you're like also insanely gifted. Oh, thank and, you. and it's a really lovely combination to surround ourselves with thank you but i mean these are this is spirit coming right. through i'm i'm only the conduit yes i've been sitting here channeling this it's it's really cool you love it and their we, message is not mine we're excited to have you back another time i would talk love about that all, you talk about you have such a wealth of knowledge and so many shamanic practices in a delivery that's really relatable and fun so tell our cool. listeners where they can find you on the internet. Sham- um, shamans are on the internet, right? Yeah, shamans, uh, <laughs> modern day shamans are on the internet. It's important. They have to yeah. be. They have to be. How else are we going to find you? We're on exactly. Instagram too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With pretty pink nails. Exactly. Yeah. That's and a how you fabulous can find me. website. So it's styleRituals.com. Yeah, styleRituals.com. And then my Instagram is style underscore rituals. And then I also work as a spiritual influencer with um, different fashion and beauty outlets. So you can find me on Vogue.com talking about this a lot. I work as the house shaman for Goop. So I talk about all kinds of mystical things for them when they ask. Um, So yeah, if you just Google me, I'll definitely pop up with my hot pink nails. Fabulous. Thank you so much, Colleen. You're welcome. Thank you. Yes, that's a retrograde. It's time for RNT, those stems and leaves. It's time for RNT. Yeah, you know me. (laughs) Hey, you know it. It's time for RNT, those stems and leaves. It's time for RNT, those stems and leaves. Who's down with RNT? the theme song we're learning the words too it's pretty fun it's all happening roses and thorns it's all happening are we okay we're okay okay first of all i'll say my first rose because there's a few say it um going to watch you film at midnight last night that's on comedy central i was so proud of you thanks i had a friendship boner for you you. yeah i really did thanks i loved seeing you guys out there it made my heart so great so steph is gonna be i think this is gonna 
air after this podcast comes out, but Thursday, 420, special Earth Day episode of At Midnight on Comedy Central with our dearest Stephanie Simbari holding it down for the ladies. Ladies. And it's your second time on. Mm-hmm. And you're so great. Thanks. I was so proud. Thanks. That really means a lot to me. And if you guys can't watch it on TV, you can also watch it on the internet. Maybe we'll give you Brian Cott's password. Which is where the extended <laughs> which is where the extended version happens. And that's where I think you'll see me doing my juggling act. Oh, out. perfect. When you juggle your pussy. Yeah. Oh my God. That was Chris Hardwick loved it. He really went in so, for it. It's all good. <laughs> I and love if you him. guys tune in, you'll know what we're talking we're talking about. And yeah. if not, then we're just sick fucks. If but you're not that's okay. enticed by pussy juggling, I don't know what's going to get you. <laughs> so, okay. So I would venture to say, aside from that, Rose. Mm-hmm. We have a collective Rose, Definitely. which was our adventure with Mikey Dimitrovich mm-hmm. to Joshua Tree. Yes. We did a midweek <sighs> desert trip. Desert trip. But we didn't trip. No, we didn't. No mushrooms. We just tripped hallucinogenic on sound stuff. vibes. We tripped on sound vibes. 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 It was oh wow! So, you know what I loved about that trip was that we talked about it mm-hmm. and did it. Did it, Mikey? Like there was ta- like we talked about it with him, and then all of a sudden we're getting emails about Airbnbs, and we're just like, oh, this is happening. Like it's not just one of those things that we let slip through the cracks. Right. Okay. And it here, was so necessary. It was so necessary. Here are the roses: the Integratron, which is a explain the structure. It's honestly looks like a dome. It's a dome. That also kind of looks like a barn. That also kind of looks like it literally fell out of the sky. That is essentially. Oh. I feel like we're in outer. Oh no, you weren't there. I was laying with Mikey. I was like, I feel like we're in outer space. And then I was like, We are in outer we space. We are. That's like, the thing. We are so dumb. Um, it's also sonically. Oh, you want me to explain like what it perfect- actually is? Oh yeah, it's sonically like the perfect structure, and it was built in the late fifties by a scientist. And Howard Hughes was one of the investors. Yeah, exactly. Who you know, was channeling supposedly, like, the energy of Joshua Tree, which is supposed to be, like, very otherworldly. Vortexy. Yeah. Um, and he created this structure that was supposedly, like, a perfect chamber of sound and healing. Originally, it had, like, Tesla cords in there, and it was, like, a whole thing that was, like, supposed to generate, like, rapid healing. Yeah, and it was – they had, like, electrical things on the outside. There was, like, yeah. a lot of, like, alien kind of stuff It was happening. very – it was meant to connect with aliens, yeah. for sure. You can look into the history, but now it's – just where they do sound baths with a little historical lesson downstairs. And, and unbelievable. It was amazing. We are big proponents of the sound bath, the sonic massage, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it was very cool. And I got my boyfriend into it, yeah. which I was surprised. Like, I tend not to, um, he tends not to be too into like the that's so retrograde type of stuff. He, he just, it's just not his thing. He's yeah. not negative about it, but it's just like, that's my beat, not his. He got like down with the sound bath. He totally went someplace else. I think it's mostly because when he woke up, I was snoring and he was really into that. <laughs> that too. Yeah. No, but it was so it was just fun. Everybody, it really served everyone's soul who was mm-hmm. on the trip. It was wonderful. Including my dog, Carlos. Yes. Who's, uh, Thorn dog hairs all over my car. Ooh. Mm. We can talk about that later. Love you. Sorry. Um, <laughs> then we found this amazing Airbnb, which I want to link to on our website. Yeah. Because it was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And we just had this like, and then we went to Joshua Tree National Park, mm-hmm. drove through there, which, which is, looks fully alien. Completely. feel like you're on Mars. There's no other place like that on Earth. It's insane. And then watch the sunset from, like, the highest peak there. And then 
made steak. It I mean, so what else can you ask for? It was the perfect little retrograde trip. Mm-hmm. Sound healing and steak and red wine. Like, bye. Bye. Somebody marry me. Um. So that that was like all of my. That was just all the roses. Rose. Here's what I'll say. If you guys have an idea for a little easy day trip, one to two, do it. Yeah. Do it. If I've learned anything, do it. I think that like, and also in terms of like wellness on a budget, the entire trip cost under $100 a it person. It cost $82. Yeah. Sound bath Plus and like probably included. 20, like 20 to 40 extra. For so snacks. let's say 110 Yeah. That's snacks great. Are snacks, dinner, yeah. and gas. That's our that's our budget wellness excursion mm-hmm. tip, which was highly transformative and amazing. Mm-hmm. So ro- all the roses with that. I mean thorns. I don't really want to like dwell on the thorns. I feel like there's a, it's thorny out there. It is thorny out there. I will say this: I did file an extension on my taxes. <sighs> my taxes are my nemesis right now. I feel like I, why was tax season during retrograde? Do you think there's ever? I don't be think a, the government cares. I was just saying, like in a fantastical land, do you think we could be like, hey? No. Astrologically, this doesn't really work out for us. Yeah, that's what the government's going to respond to now because they seem like they're really into logical things that are also helpful and beneficial for people. It's just a hypothetical. When I think about the government, suggestion box. I think about a group of people that really care about the well-being of the people. That's what I really Yeah. <laughs> when I think about the current administration, I think about people who are big fans of astrology. Right? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, especially when it when I think of bureaucracy, Mm-hmm. That's I think of astrology order, order definitely. <laughs> the whole bureaucratic makeup is just a full retrograde at all times. Have you ever been to the DMV? Have you ever been to a local court? Have you ever done anything regarding small bureaucratic government? Have I? Is, it, is, is this like a rhetorical question or an actual both? Everyone reflection. It's great. Whoever. Yeah, you. I've been to. Yes, I've been to the DMV. Does it seem like? Smooth sailing and orderly all the time and fun. No. Really good vibes. No. Yeah. But I try to bring the good vibes. Oh, I go in there, smiles, compliments. Smiles, I'm, compliments, love your nails. Great, love your jewelry. What can I You've do You've got for a great vibe about you. Oh, your husband is the luckiest man on earth. <laughs> <laughs> compliments. If that's how you get through a day at the DMV is compliments. Trust. Trust One time I went to the DMV, last 420 actually, topical. Mm. Last 420 I went to the DMV to renew my registration and... There was a guy that was walking in with a 420 shirt. So I said, I like your shirt. And then he walked in and saw me talking to the lady and goes, I like your braids. And then she goes, oh, he likes you. And then I was like, yeah, whatever. And then she, so then whatever, we had like a little exchange, her and I. And then I had to go out, get my car smog tricks and, and come back. And when I came back, have I told this story before? I don't know. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. When I came back, he was leaving, and we, like, nodded to each other, and he's like, hey, you smoke? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I forgot was, about this. And I was like, yeah. And then I looked at my clock, and it was 420 on 420. So I felt like it was a divine sign from the goddess and gods mm-hmm. that I needed to smoke marijuana with this man. So we got high off his blunt in the DMV parking lot. <laughs> That's so retro. And then I went back in to the lady, and then I was high, and I was like, hi. And she's like, hi. I was like, remember that guy who called me my bridge? She's like, yeah. I was like, I just smoked with him in the parking lot. <laughs> and she was like, are you going to go out with him? And I was like, probably not. She's like, you know what you should do? You should meet up with him, find out if he's got a friend. That's who you end up dating. I was whoa, like, whoa, slick. you got this down to a science. All right. Well, yeah, he followed me on Snapchat for a bit, but that didn't really go anywhere. 
Snapchat. I know. Who's doing that? Who's doing that? All right. Well, <laughs> this has been highly enlightening. Super duper. And to be honest, guys, you're wonderful. Thank you for listening. We love hearing from you. Keep being the most beautiful beacons of light that you can be, even when the retrogrades are fucking your shit. Yeah, up. don't let it get you down. And like, thanks for tuning in so mm-hmm. you can tune in yeah. to your heart yeah. and your soul. And we'll see you guys soon. Namaste listening. Bye. Yes, that's a retrograde.